The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball TFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. And I will be flying solo for this Friday, March 6th card, where we have 10 games to break down. So a nice fat slate to look forward to tonight. Bunch of superstars, bunch of high totals. Uh, and it's Friday, so we have a lot to look forward to tonight, a lot to get into. Gear us up before us. Hopefully everybody had a nice work week or school week. You got a lot of the a lot of the miserable stuff out of the way to look forward to this nice night uh, 10 game card for tonight. Uh, you know, we're going to have some fun breaking this one down. But before we jump into anything, let me just give a quick presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. You guys have been listening. You guys probably already tried them. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Uh, go use promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, to get a 50% deposit match on up to $2,000 over at mybookie.ag. So it's free money to play with. And you just use promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y. And then please, uh, you know it's I'm recording this in the morning, so you already know it's in my cup. It's the Hawaiian Isles. I got to keep that good brew flowing through my veins. Uh, absolutely love this stuff. I might as well be their own personal spokesman. I would say check them out, guys. If you're an avid coffee drinker, please check out Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. You will not be disappointed. You can go over to HawaiianIsles.com. You can go on Amazon, just search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, or you can just ask me. I'll put you in touch with them. I love these guys. Fantastic coffee company. It's it's literally the fuel that drives me in building my lineups every single morning when I'm breaking down these slates. So that is our sponsors. As you guys know, we would love if you can give us a quick rate and review. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, iHeartRadio. We are all over the place. And if you could just follow our hosts, uh, show some support, get up all that up-to-the-minute information as we're retweeting it and tweeting it, that would be fantastic. You can find me at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E, O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Miles at Miles6565. Five, and I don't know if you guys were recently listening, but if you haven't been, uh, you know we got a new addition, our new guy Dave Menkoff. So if you want to follow Dave, you can get Dave at D M E N K thirty three. That's D Menk thirty three, uh, and get all that nice up to the minute information that we always got flowing through there. So we're gonna jump right into this, guys. Like I said, I'm flying solo. I generally, you know, zip through these slates pretty quickly. This is gonna be an interesting one. We have ten games, so we will just start it off at the top. Seven o'clock game could be one of the best games on the board tonight. The Atlanta Hawks traveling to Washington to take on those Wizards. Uh, you know, just looking at this on the outside, you probably already know why it's one of the best. Two very poor defenses that play their best pace. Uh, two of the worst teams in the NBA. It's got a two forty-six and a half. Over under. So uh, we just talked the other day about you know I think it was that one that I think it was the Minnesota versus Pelicans game which is having one of the highest over unders on the season. Uh, this one's right up there with it. Just I think it's actually the exact same. I think that one might have been two forty seven and a half if I'm not mistaken. Actually, so uh, only a three point spread. Washington is being favored in this one. There should be loads and loads of fancy value in this one. Do not be afraid to attack this early game. Is what I would say. Uh, I know I'm going to have a fair amount of, of guys in here. So we'll start off with that Atlanta side of the ball. 
you know, Trey Young, 9,900 on both sites over there. Fantastic price for him. Fantastic matchup. Uh, you know, he should draw that Shabazz Napier defense. Ish Smith has already been rolled out for this one. I have no issues looking at Trey Young. He'll actually probably be one of my favorite plays on the night. 9,900. Uh, it's just it's just a delightful price tag. I think a lot of people might gravitate towards that late game and let them. This is the game that we want to have most of our exposure to. If we're going to be paying up for studs, I think I'm going to be doing it in this game. Uh, Trey Young, I mean, these two teams already played twice this season. Trey Young's averaging about 56.5 uh, DK points on 32 points, 10.5 assists, 5 boards, and 35 minutes. So uh, it's great usage. It's great minutes. I mean, this is just everything that we're looking for. Uh, easily the top option. If you want to look at John Collins, I, I don't mind it. He's also in a great spot. He started to cool off a little bit, but uh, I, you know, I, I guess everybody did against that Memphis team. It was a blowout, so I uh, can't take too much of that into consideration. But uh, Collins has played well in this matchup as well. He's only average of 25 minutes, but it's almost 37.5 DK points. I'm looking to have at least one of these guys in my lineups. I, I will have John Collins or Trey Young in just about every lineup I build today, um, you know, based on construction. And, uh, you know, maybe if I need to save a little bit of money, uh, I'll go to Collins. Or if I want to get some other point guard exposure on a site like FanDuel where you can only play two. Uh, I'll go to Collins, but I really have no issues uh, going with either one of these guys. If you want to look at some of the ancillary pieces, you know, like Kevin Werder, uh, I, I don't knock that. I mean, is he going to be my first option over those other two? No, nah, I'd rather just spend up and know where the studs are coming from. But uh, everybody's in play pretty much on this side of the ball for the Hawks. This is just an abundance of fantasy points we have scored. Uh, you know, the guys like Werder and DeAndre Hunter, I expect to draw a lot less ownership. They probably make a little bit more of a GPP plays, but all of them in play. And, I mean, we can almost say the same thing when we slide over to Washington. Bradley Beal, another guy, just same thing as Trey Young. Absolutely phenomenal matchup. Should be able to torch the Hawks. Did already once this season. He missed. The, he only played in one of the two games that these two teams met up for, but he put up uh, 54 DK points, uh, scored 40 actual real-life points in that game. So a 12-22 shooting. Both these guys are absolutely phenomenal plays. Uh, I could see stacking them. I could see one-offing them. I will have exposure on both sides of this ball. Well, the next main option I'd probably look at would be a guy like Rui Hachimura. I mean, just, again, this front court is not one that I'm really scared off of. Yes, Dwayne Hedman should be available to play, but uh, Rui's playing right around that 30-minute mark, putting up just about 5x value on a nightly basis. And on these kinds of matchups, he has a little bit more upside where he, we could see him put up one of those 34 to 35 DK point games. So I don't mind looking at Rui. Shabazz Napier should draw some pretty heavy ownership, and I don't mind him as well. Uh, just the minutes have been down, even with Ishmith out in that last one. I get it. It was like a night or a 21 point blowout against Portland, but he only played 26 minutes, went three attempts shooting. So the shot attempts were there. I do expect a little bit of uptick in minutes in this one. So, uh, you know, he is an option. Um, you know, I know I did a couple fan duel lineups where we'll get to one of my chalky plays. That's pretty much locked up in one of my guard positions already. But, uh, you know, I'm in that kind of scenario, that would be the case where maybe I'm not playing Beal at shooting guard. I want to play Shabazz Napier, my other my other chalky point guard play, and then get John Collins power forward. It allows me to get exposure all over the place. So there's multiple ways to do it. Those, uh, you know, the three guys I said from each team would be my top options. Jerome Robinson was a popular chalk play in that last one. Came out and played decent minutes, 26 minutes. He's still available in this one. It's a great matchup. Uh, probably wouldn't be playing him with a guy like Napier or anything like that. But uh, a solid, solid value play if you're desperate and if you need it. All right, we'll keep it moving to the next game. Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to New York to take on the Knickerbockers. Uh, this game's going to have a 219 over under game total and uh okc is being favored by seven points at the moment so uh excuse me I, I actually skipped right over the the entire injury report 
in that first one. So Ish Smith, like I said, for the uh, for the Wizards is out, but for the Hawks, DeAndre uh, Bembry is being considered probable. Clint Capella is still going to be out. Dwayne Dedman probable, and Cam Reddish is probable. So they'll have just about most of the pieces. So now back to this game. The Knicks, uh, as far as injuries are concerned, Mitchell Robinson is being considered questionable. Kevin Knox is probable. Dennis Smith Jr. has already been rolled out due to concussion. And on the Thunder side, the only real thing we needed to know about is the guys that have been out, Andre Roberson and Darius Baisley, considered to be out for both of them. So, uh, I, like I said, I'll start over on the Thunder. This is just a great matchup for them. This, you know, we know the Knicks have been pretty porous on defense all season long. Uh, you know, the, the guys I'm walking in here looking at would probably be like, you know, all the guards are always in play, but I generally don't want to pay that full price tag for Chris Paul unless I can feel confident that he's going to be playing 34-plus minutes or 33-plus minutes. I just don't see that in this matchup. Uh, so I, I probably won't be going to too much Paul. A guy like Shea, uh, very much in play, 7K on DK, very fair price tag. You get him now actually at small forward eligible, which I really like. So I'd be looking at Shea. I'd be looking at Adams. I'd be looking at Schroeder in this one. Uh, Adams, a little less secure. We're going to get to three centers later. They were a little bit more expensive, but maybe if you need to save, I can see it. Uh, you know, the Knicks have plenty of bodies they could throw in their in their front court. That should uh, solidify Adams' playing time in this one. I would expect him around that 29 to 30 minute mark. And, uh, you know, that's generally when we want to play him. You know, we see in some of these games, if we look, he gets the 28, the 27, the 26, the 25s. And those are, those are the games that we want to try to avoid. When we know he's playing 30, he's a great point per minute guy. Um, I have no problem looking at him. And then Detroiter is just going to continue to capitalize with his bench usage, continue to be able to capitalize against the second unit, uh, second unit over here on the Knicks. Fair price tag, 5,800. No issues going in. If I had to rank these guys in order of who I think my best players are, I'd probably say Schroeder, Adams, and then Shea. I mean, Shea obviously has the highest upside amongst the group, but you got to pay for it. Not a bad matchup, too. I think this game will probably, uh, you know, kind of fly under the radar a little bit as far as uh, games to target are concerned. And then looking over there on the Knicks side of the ball, I don't have a lot of interest on the Knicks. I mean, I'll look at a guy like Bobby Portis. If I know Mitchell Robinson's going to get rolled out, he's only 4,500. Should be a solid value play. Came out and played 30 minutes in that last game where uh, he sat, excuse me, where he sat out. Uh, did fairly well, too, and it was against the Jazz. So I have no issues looking at a guy like Bobby Portis. Probably the only guy I'm really looking at. Um, I mean, I can see maybe a little bit of Alfred Payton action. He's been playing well. Uh, minutes are getting back up there, but not going to be somebody I'm going out of my way to play. Uh, if you happen to land on him or maybe you're playing one of the turbo slates, probably a better option. I right, keep it moving. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. As far as uh, the game total is concerned, we have a 221.5, Brooklyn being favored by 2.5 points in this one. A few injuries that we need to talk about, though. It uh, looks like LaMarcus Aldridge is ruled out again. So LaMarcus Aldridge's right shoulder still giving him a little bit of an issue. Bellinelli will be ruled out, and Jakob Pertle dealing with a, white, a right MCL sprain. Uh, and then over there on the net side of the ball, only thing that we really need to know about is Garrett Temple is being considered doubtful. So that should give a few extra minutes over there on the wing. But we'll start with the Spurs over here. Uh, you know, a few guys that, you know, I'm going to have some interest in. DeMar DeRozan, especially on DK. He's a little underpriced at 7200 Small forward eligible. Uh, really like that price tag for DeRozan. I have no issues looking at him. Uh, and then the next guy is going to be Trey Lyles. I know a lot of people just got burned by him. I have no problem going back to the well on him in this one. It's a way better matchup than that last game was against Charlotte. We know the Nets are absolutely putrid on the interior. He's going to keep playing 30-plus minutes, 33 in that last one. Uh, and, uh, you know, a down game. We saw it. We know what it looks like. Uh, 
Um, this is a nice little get right spot, though. So I have no issues looking at him. And if I'm not playing Trey Lyles, the next guy I'd look at would probably be a guy like Rudy Gay. One of those two guys should be end up playing significant minutes. Uh, Gay's been playing at least 26 minutes over the past three games that Aldridge has missed with the high side of 30. So it leaves a little bit of room for upside in there. He's a cheaper price over there on FanDuel, and there's not a lot of small forward eligible players I'm in love with on that slate. So um, probably more of a FanDuel play than he would be for than a DK play for me, but he's definitely a play on both. Uh, if you want to look at the guards, I, I don't mind him in here, but there's just a few other guards I, I like a little bit more, I feel a little bit safer about. So the Spurs guards are in play. I guess I'd rank them as DeJounte Murray, uh, my number one, and then I'd probably actually even go to Patty Mills before I went to Derek White. But they're really just GPP plays. They're not guys that I can feel confident playing in my cash games right now. I think we have a little bit better cash options that we'll get to. And then over there on the Brooklyn side of the ball, listen, if you if you want to play Levert or Dinwiddie, it's a solid matchup. I'm, I'm not, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, I don't think we can expect another Levert blow-up game. Those seem like they're few and far in between. So probably prefer Dinwiddie just because, you know, we know where that usage is going on, on a daily basis. Um you know, outside of the past two games, put together two 49-point games prior to those last two. So we know the upside's there on a nightly basis, and he's getting slightly underpriced just to, uh, just because of Levert balling out as of late. And that's it. I'm not, you know, not going to be going out of, out of my way to get any guys like Torian Prince or Joe Harris. I do expect a few extra minutes for those guys uh, with Garrett Temple out. Same thing for uh, Wilson Chandler, but none of them are popping off the page, and they're not guys I'm going to suggest to play or go out of my way to play. Fourth game of the night, 8 o'clock game, Orlando Magic traveling to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. So this is going to be another juiced up game with a pretty decent total. We got a 234.5 game total. Orlando's being favored by two points in this one. Evan Fournier is being considered doubtful. Uh, right now for the Magic, so that's uh, you know the major news that we need to keep an eye on uh, over there. And I mean, Alfaruqaminu and Jonathan Isaac, all these guys have already been rolled out, so no concern. And then on the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns continues continues to be out. Omari Spellman spends time in the G League, and Evan Turner is not with the team. So uh, basically, the same injury news that we've been dealing with over the past past few days. So we'll start with the Orlando side of the ball. Uh, you know, obviously with Evan Fournier out, we should see a little bit of a, of a switch around in this starting lineup. I think James Enos will probably draw the start again, should continue at least. Uh, not a guy that we're interested in there, though. Not a great point-per-minute guy. Uh, Markel Fultz should be able to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. He's been playing fairly well, but I generally don't target Markel Fultz. I just don't see the upside in it. Maybe if you're looking at him in a cash game, sure, but there's not enough upside in it. And, you know, Terrence Ross, balling out, knows his role. Shot attempts have been there. At least 30 DK points over the past four games. Upside of 50 in there. Don't mind looking at him. It's a fair matchup. I mean, he just came out and torched this uh, this Timberwolves team for that the 51 uh, burger over there. The, uh, I think it was uh, the 28th of February. Put up 33 actual points. So I don't mind looking at Terrence Ross in here. I expect him to draw some decent ownership, especially coming off of a few high-scoring games. So I'll probably not end up getting there. I just expect his ownership to be up, and the price tag is fair. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, my favorite option on this side of the ball is probably just going to be Vucevic. I just know that uh, he should be able to torch Nasri down low. He played well against his matchup. Like I said, they just played about a week ago, and he put up 50 DK points. Fair price tag, especially over there on FanDuel. I believe it's only 8400 as opposed to 8900 on DK, so you're getting a $500 discount, which is nice. Uh, so... One of my top center plays on the board, you'll see there's about three guys I think are all lumped up uh, with just a slight little price tier being different that are all going to be in play tonight. So choosing center is going to be a tough call for me. Um, 
but I think Vucevic's got one of my top options. Uh, Aaron Gordon's been playing great. I'm not touching him on uh, on DK at that price tag, though. 8,600 is way too much. He's a little bit priced up over on FanDuel as well. But, um, you know, with with um, Evan Fournier being rolled out, we got to imagine that he's going to get a slight uptick in usage. A little bit more. Uh, you can stomach it a little bit more on FanDuel. 7,100. Uh, I don't mind paying that, but I'm not paying 8,600 like on DK. That's just a little absurd. And those are that's it. That's all I'm really looking at over there on the Orlando side of the ball. If we're going to slide over the Minnesota, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell continues to just dominate usage uh, and it'd just be a massive integral part of this team going forward. Uh, not going to be paying that price tag for him, though. 8,800. Orlando's defense, I get this game is a high total, but that's mostly because of the Timberwolves. So I'm not targeting too many Timberwolves going against Orlando necessarily. Um, you know, I just don't want to pay that Russell price tag. I think we have some better options. I mean, when we talk about some of the guys, uh, you, you know, Trey Young only being 1,100 more in a much better matchup, those kinds of guys just win it for me. All right. And, uh, you know, if I had to look at anybody else on uh, this Timberwolves side of the ball, I think my main option would probably be a guy like Hernan Gomez, fair price tag. Uh, we've seen Hernan Gomez do do fairly well uh, in this matchup earlier in the season. Um, just like I said, just played not too long ago on the 28th. Came out there, put up 50 DK points, 8-13. and 13. It's just a solid matchup. It, it just fits his play nicely. You know he's going to have to get time on the court to sit on Aaron Gordon. Um, I don't mind looking at him, especially on a, on a site like FanDuel where he's only 4,800, much cheaper. A little in, in small forward eligible. That should be the biggest uh, distinction I, I should mention for him. Um, you know, I'm not playing him at power forward. I, I I don't like a lot of the small forward options over there on Fanduel, so that's kind of where he comes into play for me. Um, and then uh, you know maybe a little bit of Malik Beasley, but this isn't just the matchup I, I want to get overly invested in. He didn't play too well in it uh, last week, but again, you don't always just go by past performances. They're not always indicative of what's going on, but. Uh, it's just a kind of a, a method to the madness. It's another thing. It's added up. You know, if there's a lot of things going right, game total spread, matchup played well in the past matchup, you just kind of tack those things on and it just equals a phenomenal play. So he doesn't have a lot going for him in this one. Not somebody I'm overly interested in. I'm not chasing that Nas Reed game, uh, not at his price tag. So I guess the only option I'm really looking at over here on this Minnesota side of the ball is going to be Hernan Gomez. Uh, you know, maybe if you want to take a shot at James Johnson, sure, but I don't think it's necessary. We are flying through this, guys. I'm cruising right now, and I, I do apologize. I'm only 20 minutes in, and we're halfway through the slate, but that's exactly what I want to do. I want you guys to be able to listen to this on a nice car ride. Uh, you know, once you enter the house, I know if I got my, my AirPods in, I'm listening to a podcast. I walk in, my girlfriend's trying to tell me about her day. It's, a, it's pick one. I, I can't do both at the same time. She'll kill me. So next game, Utah Jazz going to Boston take on the Celtics we definitely have some injury news to be concerned about in this one uh, but first let's get to the game total 219 and a half game total Boston despite all the injuries still being favored by two and a half points right now so uh, for for those injuries Gordon Hayward will continue to miss time right knee contusion he's out and so is Jalen Brown dealing with a right hamstring strain so that's going to cost him some time Brad Stevens described the injury as the similar to the grade of hamstring strain he got in the playoffs uh, last season so uh, those are the injuries on the Celtics and no one really to be concerned about over there on the Jazz just a bunch of G League injuries uh, so they should be pretty much full health so <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Start off with the Jazz. I mean, right at the top of the board, I talked about center options. Rudy Gobert has to fall into that pool. Fantastic price tag, 7800 on DK. Uh, very similar price tag over there on FanDuel. Don't mind paying it. We know that the Celtics front court has been putrid all season long and should continue to be that way. Um, Daniel Tice, Ines Canner, Robert Williams, none of these guys can really match up with Gobert. This is a severe disadvantage. So it's going to be tough, like I said. Uh, we'll get to the third one that I will speak about, but I like Gobert and I like Vucevic. They're both very similar price tags. It's going to come down to construction if I can use that extra money uh, and then line up correlation, making sure that all my pieces flow together in the right direction. But uh, we're looking at two back-to-back games with at least 40 DK points, and this is just a picture-perfect matchup for him to attack. So no issues uh, looking at Rudy Gobert in this one. And then my next option has got to be Mike Conley. I mean, he, he's been playing well. The minutes have been there. At least twenty, uh, at least 27 DK points in each of the last uh, f- uh, five games or four games. I apologize. Um, and it's a solid matchup. I know you know that the micro smart defense should, should, I, I want to preface that, be mostly on Donovan Mitchell. So that's enough for me to not want to get too much shares of him and look more towards a guy like Mike Conley at 5,400. I expect a very low ownership. I expect him to fly under the radar. And he's good exposure to this game if you are playing one of those other centers and you still want to get a piece in it. But that's it. Those are the only two options I'm really looking at. It's go Baron Conley. And then over there on the Boston side of the ball, uh, yes, there's going to be some chalky plays. But which ones? So I'm not going to be going to Tatum in this matchup. It is a fair matchup. Don't get me wrong. 10K, there's just so many other guys on the board I'd rather pay that 10K for, whether it's Bradley Beal, Trey Young, Luka Doncic if he plays. I mean, LeBron James isn't too much more than that. There's a lot of guys that we can go to with that 10K. Uh, rather not choose to go to Tatum going against this this matchup. Is he going to do bad? No. He'll probably still do good. I can see 46 points even then. But that's barely 5X or not even 5X. Uh, I'm really hoping to get... A nice 6x game out of anybody I'm paying 10k for on this kind of slate. And then we got to talk about Marcus Smart. He's priced up. He'll be chalky. Uh, it's worth noting that it is his birthday today. So he's got that birthday game. Uh, you know, very poor shooting in the last one. But I'm not I'm not generally worried about that one too much. You know, he came out shooting, I believe it was like 0 for 9 or 1 from 9 up leading up to the half. Ended up finishing 5 of 15. So, you know, went 4 of 6 or uh, on his last few shots. So really started putting it together. Put up 25 DK points in a really poor shooting game. And that's... That's known to happen with Marcus Smart. He's, you know, he's not the best defender. The one thing I do want to say is a lot of these you know, 40 or 50-point games he was kind of stringing along were coming with Kemba Walker out. Um, you know, We really want the, the ball to be in Marcus Smart's hand. It gives him a little bit more of that assist upside. If we see in some of those big games, he had 10 assists, 7 assists, 9 assists. Uh, a lot of those games were coming with the ball in his hand. So take it for what it's worth. He's definitely in play. I don't love the price tag. I do like the birthday narrative, and I do like the usage uh, that should be spread around with Hayward and Jalen Brown both being ruled out. And then that's it. I'm not going to be taking Brad Wanamaker or Grant Williams or any of these, uh, you know, ancillary pieces. I just don't think that that's the direction I really want to go in. Uh, And I don't think I'll be targeting Daniel Tice going against Rudy Gobert. Uh, Yeah, he'll have to play minutes. Minutes equal money sometimes. So if he gets up there 35 minutes, wouldn't be surprised to see 5K value. Just not not going for that. Uh, Better options that we could choose from. Next 8 o'clock game, Indiana Pacers traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. So uh, there has not been a game total yet released for this one, but Indiana is being favored by 4.5 points. No surprise, Chicago is pretty terrible. Uh, Injuries to talk about, definitely some that we're going to have to monitor. Uh, as far as the Bulls are concerned, it looks like that Zach Levine is going to be rolled out again. Chris Dunn has been ruled out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Luke Cornett dealing with a left 
ankle fracture or foot fracture. He's going to continue, continue to be out probably for the rest of the season. And then on the Pacers side, Malcolm Brogdon is doubtful, dealing with a sore left hip. We know Jeremy Lamb will continue to be out. Doug McDermott is also questionable with Victor Oladipo, Jakar Sampson, and TJ Warren. All questionable. So I talked about some value opening up. Uh, that I'm going to be making sure I get some exposure to, and it just might so happen to be in this game. So we'll start with the Indian side of the ball. Uh, this is where I want my value. Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday will both just firmly be in play. I think Aaron Holiday is in play no matter what. Um, I mean, I'm not really expecting Victor Oladipo to suit up. If he does, fantastic. I'm kind of just going along the ride saying that he's out, he's been out. So without Victor Oladipo, without Jeremy Lamb, and without Malcolm Brogdon, we should see Holiday start. We should see him play 30 minutes or more. Uh, you know every time Holiday pretty much inserts himself in the starting lineup and gets a hint at any usage, he's basically looking at that 28 to 30 DK point range. So I'm looking over there on FanDuel, 3,700. This is a great value. I have no issues rolling with him. And then based on construction, I do prefer Aaron over Justin. I do think that they're both very much in play. I like Justin a lot more if we see that a guy like Doug McDermott or TJ Warren are being ruled out as well because then it's just like, you know, he's got to get the minutes at that point on the wing. They're they're just missing a lot of bodies. So, Uh, and it makes a lot more sense as far as a small forward. You'll hear me talk about small forward often, especially on FanDuel where we need to play two of them. Uh, he definitely puts himself in as an option and allows us to kind of still get exposure to that game. Would I play both Holiday brothers together? That's a tough call. Um, I mean, it's good value. I, I don't, I don't think I really want to. I, I don't mind it, but uh, I guess you'd you'd have to really feel confident about the rest of your lineup. That's uh, that's all I'll say with that. And those are going to be the two main guys I'm looking at. I don't mind Sabonis in this one. I like him a little bit better over there on a site like FanDuel, a little cheaper. His price on DK has dri- dropped a little bit, 8700 I think he can easily pay off that price tag. I just don't know if the way that my lineups are constructing right now, if I'm going to have the, the money to get to him. Um, but he's definitely, definitely more than in play. Um, and then the other option, I guess, is, you know, if if you're not looking at uh, Aaron Holiday, you got to look at TJ McConnell. One of those two guys are, I mean, I guess, wait till the starting lineup gets released. Um, I like whoever the starter is, bottom line. I think that all three of those guys are fantastic values. Uh, McConnell came out and played 29 minutes in that last one, put up 30 DK points. We know he's a solid point per minute guy. Uh, sometimes Chalky McConnell could be a scary thing. So just keep an eye on that starting lineup. All those three guys are fantastic values between Holiday, McConnell, and the other Holiday. I'll have at least one of those guys um, probably in just about every lineup I build. I just think it's it's just superb value that I can't ignore, especially against the Chicago defense, who's used to be very good at defending guards, but really became a little lackluster once Chris Dunn uh, got injured. And then over there on the Chicago side of the ball, I mean, with Zach Levine out, we should just continue to see the usage be spread around. Kobe White continues to just shoot off of the wall. I have no issues looking at Kobe White. Uh, you know, he's playing at least 29 minutes in each of the last four games. But what I want to talk about is the shot attempts. 22, 20, 17, and 21 shot attempts. So the usage, he's basically just took Zach Levine's usage and absorbed it fully. And in all those games, the lowest he's put up was 34.5 DK points. That's a solid value at 6,300. Uh, I have no issues looking at a guy like Kobe White. Um, you know, between him and Sadoransky, those would probably be the two top plays just because we know that those are two healthy bodies who should continue to see decent run. Once we start to know that Wendell Carter Jr. or Otto Porter and Markinen's minutes are going to be uh, increased, we can start looking at them. Like, I wouldn't mind Wendell Carter Jr. in a site like FanDuel 4100 if I knew he was playing close to 30 minutes. That'd be a great, great play, but uh, we just don't know that yet. He might still be limited. All these guys are coming off with pretty serious injuries. And, uh, you know, Carter Jr., just keep an eye on him. They'll play 25 minutes in the last one, 23 in the one before that. So they're slowly starting to creep up. 
He's been uh, he's played in three games since returning from injury, so maybe around that four to five mark is when they start to really test him uh, to see if he's good enough to play. All right, we have two games. I'm sorry, what am I talking about? Four games left, and then uh, we'll be cruising on through. So we have the Miami Heat taking on the New Orleans Pelicans right now. Uh, this one should be a little bit of under the kind of game, just with all the other enticing ones that we do have on the board. But the total is there for it's a two thirty-five and a half game total. So there's going to be some exposure that we can get to this one. New Orleans is actually being favored by two in this one. So a little bit of a surprise on that one. Uh, you know, just on paper, you, Miami, you'd kind of think at the beginning of the year would be the favorite, but New Orleans really been clicking ever since Zion came back. They got a lot of firepower in their starting lineup now. So I do have some interest. In this game, will I be overexposed to it? Probably not, but let's talk about the injuries. Tyler Hero is still out for the Heat, uh, and same thing with Meyer Leonard, Myers Leonard. And then for the Pelicans, J.J. Redick is expected to sit, and Kenrich Williams is probable. So he's expected back, but we're not playing Kenrich Williams anyway, so we don't really need to focus on that. Uh, we'll start with this Miami side of the ball. I think Bam Adebayo's price is finally starting to come down, back into the realm of possibilities, very much in play, 8,200. Uh, where do I rank him as far as his other centers? He's below, um, but he's definitely in play. I'm not going to knock you if you want to play him. He makes a lot of sense on that 8 o'clock turbo slate, so that's where I'd probably look at him. Um, but I like Jimmy Butler in this one, man. I, I mean, this just seems like it's a Butler-type game. The minutes have been there from over the past four games. He's averaged about 35 minutes. Shot attempts have been down slightly, but this is a game with the increased uh, in speed for the Heat. The Heat are playing up in pace. Uh, I expect him to get a few extra shot attempts, and he's been facilitating, and that's what I like to see. Eight, seven, and eight assists over the past three games, getting seven, six, and six rebounds. He's doing all the little ancillary stuff, getting us those counting stats, where if he does put together one of these 20 to 25 actual scoring point games, it's just going to be the cherry on top, or we'll be looking at a big game from Butler. Uh, so I, I think Butler would be my favorite option if I'm looking at anybody on the Heat. Probably not going to go absolutely crazy. I think Duncan Robinson would make a lot of sense as well. Fair price over there on FanDuel. I think he's on about 4,300. The minutes are always going to be up for him. And this is just you know a game that they're going to need him to knock down his shots up in pace. I expect him to have a fairly good game. So those would be my two top options looking over there on the Heat. And if I slide over to New Orleans, uh, you know I think a lot of these guys are in play. It's just tough to pinpoint any of them on any given night now that they're all kind of sharing that usage. I mean, when you talk about Holiday, Ingram, Zion, these are three very good offensive players who all want the rock in their hands a little bit. Lonzo Ball needs the rock in his hands to kind of be productive. Uh, and Alonzo's been playing great over the past three games. Actually, you could say four, but at least 50 points over the past three. I'm not going to eliminate him from my player pool while I get to him. I haven't really played him too much. I think I played him once out of the past three. So I kind of feel dirty jumping on this train right now um, as he's already been crushing. He's not the best matchup, but they're not one that I generally get scared off of too much for point guards. It's other positions that I generally don't want to target, maybe the wings in the center. So if I had to pick one of these guys over here on New Orleans, I think uh, Zion, or I mean Lonzo would probably be my top option, followed by Brandon Ingram. Uh, but that's it. I don't think I'll go to Zion too much. I just don't ever see too much of that upside in Zion as far as GPPs are concerned, where he's going to get me that 50 to 55 point game at 8K or uh, anything close to that. So I don't I don't think I'll be going to him too much. It's just going to be those other two guys. Uh, and that is it. If you wanted to play a guy like uh, Josh Hart, go for it. It's just I don't trust it. I don't have the faith in him right now. So we have the next game. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Dallas to take on 
my Mavericks, as you know. I am a Mavericks fan, so I try to remain as completely unbiased when it comes to the conversation. But Dallas is being favored by eight in this one. There hasn't been any game total release, and that's because everybody on the Dallas Mavericks is pretty much hurt at this point. We got J.J. Barea, Luka Doncic, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Tim Hardaway Jr., all questionable. I think Finney-Smith would probably be more on the doubtful side of things. Uh, Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell remain out. Probably both those guys should be done for the season. I think uh, you know Dwight Powell with Achilles surgery, obviously, with Jalen Brunson separating a shoulder, it'd be tough to imagine him coming back from that this season. So uh, that is what we need to know over there. And as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, Justice Winslow, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Grayson Allen are all out. So I like this game. I think there's going to be some things to talk about in there. I think there's going to be some room for some you know uh, under-the-radar value plays in this one. So we'll start with the Memphis team, the away team in this one. Jonas Valanciunas, you heard me talk about the center several times. Uh, and th- this is where I run into because Jonas Valanciunas is, will surely have lower ownership than both uh, Vucevic and Gobert in this, but I can easily see him outscoring both of them as well. Uh, you know, when he gets to the minutes, he's just an absolute stud. And I expect this game to stay close, especially with the injuries given over there in Dallas. If any of those big bodies happen to be out, like a Luka or anything like that, it's going to be hard for them to run away with this game necessarily. Um and it's just bottom line, he's just been crushing it. I mean, the last two games, you know, out of, got out of hand very quickly, and that's only why the only reason he played 26 and 25 minutes. You know, Brooklyn 118 to 79, Atlanta 127 to 88. Uh, you know, look at the previous two games uh, Lakers 105 to 88, Sacramento, they lost by three points, 101 to 104. And we're talking about a guy that played 32 and 31 minutes, put up 50 DK points in both games. So. I will be all over Joe Val. He's probably my favorite center on the board, um, followed by maybe Vucevic and then Gobert. I think all three of those guys are fantastic plays. But as long as Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark are rolled out, they're going to be thrusting Joe Val in their big minutes as often as they could, as long as this game could stay intact. I see 40-plus points on the horizon for Joe Val. That's uh, that's fantasy or DK points. Uh, easily my favorite option on the Grizzlies over there. And we know that. Dallas has just been putrid in uh, in the front court as is on the season. So uh, I don't mind John Morant in this one. It's just tough. I don't want to overexpose. There's so many good games to get exposure to, especially at the guard position. So that's going to be a tough call for me. But he's definitely in play. I'll keep him in my player pool for now. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm really looking at on this side of the ball might be a guy like D'Anthony Melton if I'm looking for some value. Uh, you know that the Mavs like to play a pretty guard-heavy rotation with Curry, DeLon Ray, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., J.J. Barea. So when it's those kinds of situations, you can see Melton probably play the three or something like that a little bit more if, they, if need be. Uh, over there on the Dallas side of the ball, I mean, we're just going to have to monitor the news. There's no way that you can really break this down without knowing if Doncic, Hardaway Jr., uh, Berea and Seth Curry are playing. I mean, that's just tough for me. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Seth Curry's already been rolled in. The other three, though. Doncic's out. Chris Dapps Porzingis has got to be a top option. 9300 I don't care about that price tag. I will pay it. This guy just absolutely smashes when he's given the usage. It's a good matchup, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. out of the front court. Should should pretty much draw uh, you know, a, fairly, a fairly easy matchup that you can take advantage of. So I don't mind looking at Chris Dapps. He'd probably be one of my pillar plays if Doncic is out. Uh, it's going to be tough, though. There's so many good guys to spend up on it. it you know, that's what makes getting a guy like Giannis because that extra 1600 doesn't look like much when you're, in, when you're already paying 10 k But that's the difference between getting the secondary guy like Porzingis or getting somebody like a little bit under him, uh, you know, at that like mid-8 range, uh, like a Collins. So I do prefer Chris Stops over John Collins if Doncic is out. 
in the in the vacuum. And then the other guys, you know, Seth Curry really depends on the injuries. If we see who's in and who's out, if if Doncic plays and Hardaway plays, I do like Hardaway a lot. If Doncic and Hardaway are both out, I think that you could look at a guy like Delon Wright and Seth Curry. Probably prefer Seth Curry at that price tag, uh, just knowing the shot attempts and the usage he's been getting. If all three are out. Yeah, then DeLon Wright makes a fantastic play, so does Seth Curry. And, and I mean all three, like if Bray is ruled out as well. So we're just going to really have to monitor this injury news. We kind of know, we, we've we been experiencing this when, with Doncic missing and some of these guards missing before to know how to attack this one. So uh, I would say just kind of do what we've been doing and treat this game as any other. If Doncic is out, just look at the you know the main studs, the Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, and, uh, and Chris Stops. All right, guys, only two games left. So before we go any further, just another quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. Absolutely crushing it over there. Use promo code TODAY, that's T-O-D-A-Y, to get a 50% match on up to 2,000 of your deposit. uh, And take advantage of it. And then make sure you're drinking Wild Isles Kona Coffee. If you're drinking coffee and it's not them, you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time, spend it elsewhere, and you will thank me later. All right, guys, two games left. We have Portland Trailblazers traveling to Phoenix to take on the Suns. As far as a game total, we have another high one. That's the theme of the night. So just know that if you're not dropping at least like 380 to 400 on DK, you're probably not cashing. Same thing with Vando. It's going to be a tough, tough scoring night. Uh, Portland's being favored by one point currently. And uh, it's because they're healthy. They got their guys back, and we know that Phoenix is not necessarily healthy. So as far as Phoenix is concerned, DeAndre Ayton's already been considered doubtful. He's you know, he basically ruled out. They haven't given him a timetable to return just yet. Cam Johnson's also ruled out with Frank Kaminsky, Kelly Oubre with that torn MCL, just receiving surgery, done for the year pretty much. They said the four-week timetable, so maybe you get him for that last week for your fantasy playoffs. But uh, I had him in a couple leagues. I just cut bait with him. Uh, maybe if you're in a position where you have a buy and, and you know you could wait, Sure, but I have Jaron Jackson Jr. and other guys on my IR in those kinds of leagues, so I'm just cutting bait. Um, and then over there on the Trailblazers side of the ball, Nurkic uh, still out, and you know nobody else really to be concerned with. John Collins, Rodney Hood, we know these guys have been out, but uh, you know Dame 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 Dalla back in the lineup. Uh, that's good to see, and he's underpriced over there on FanDuel at 9K. So that's kind of where I'll start off with this Portland side of the ball. I do like Damian Lillard. I do like a lot of other guards on this slate. I think I'm probably going to end up using them in lineups where I build multiple. Um, probably not like my single entries, but listen, it's it's a fantastic matchup. You know, he's going to probably slide right back into the groove of things, put up 40 DK points in his first game when he came back in about 30 minutes. So I expect a little bit more from him in that one. Uh, very, very much in play as far as I'm concerned. Whiteside is as well. We know that with DeAndre Ayton out, they'll probably end up starting Aaron Baines. It's a good matchup for Whiteside. Just not going to play him because I've already talked about three other centers that I'm very interested in. Um, not going to be paying that price tag on McCollum. He's still a little bit of an elevated salary from when Damian Lillard was out. I kind of want to see that drop back down to that mid-sevens range before I'm willing to consider him. And, uh... Yeah, I guess Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza are both very much in play if you're just looking for kind of a low-owned, uh, kind of round-out-your-roster type guy where he still has a little bit of upside, still in a decent matchup. Both those guys kind of fall right into that boat. Uh, you know, I probably prefer Ariza just because he's cheaper. Uh, I don't play Carmelo Anthony too much unless I know he's getting some added usage. But, um, you know, both those guys very much in play. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I would say Lillard, obviously the best option. Carmelo, Anthony, Trevor, Reza, if they're rounding out your lineup in a GPP or something, maybe even in the cash game, because you know you know, Reza's floor can be pretty low at some points, but neither guy's really going to sink you. Uh, and then sliding over there on the Phoenix side of the ball, I've already started off by saying DeAndre Ains rolled out, and we should be able to see uh, you know, Aaron Baines start. 
it's going to be tough on a site like uh, like FanDuel where I've talked about several, several center options. You know, yes, he's going to be a fantastic value play. I get it. But it makes a lot more sense on DK where he's only 3K. Uh, I could play two centers if I want. So fantastic value play over there on DK. He's going to be one of the guys I use to get a lot of my uh, a lot of my exposure to these top dogs you hear me saying and speaking so much about. Uh, you know, I don't want Dario Sarge to fly under the radar either. And mostly it's because Cam Johnson's ruled out as well. That's the guy that we kind of see slide out there and play a little bit of the four. Uh, without him, Sarge should be looking at 30-plus minutes, you know, especially with Aiton ruled out as well. He even makes sense in some of the small ball lineups. If Whiteside comes off the floor, you can see Sarge end up running a little time at center. So I don't, I don't mind either one of those guys uh, if you're looking at value. Um, and, if, you know, we always have to talk about Booker versus, uh, you know, Rubio just because they both – do fairly well night in and night out it's it's kind of like you see one guy really crush their salary and really pay it off uh on any given night if i had to pick it would probably be a it's tough both guys are very much in play ruby has been playing very very well over the past uh, three or four games he's played well in this matchup uh, twice already this season so i'm kind of leaning towards the uh the avenue of rubio just because it allows me to save some sort of some money I uh, get a very good saving compared to to Devin Booker, about $1,300 on DK. But both guys played well in these matchups. So uh, they're both very much in play. Am I trying to stack this game? Not so much. I, I would be looking at maybe playing one or two guys at most um, from both sides. And, I, and most of my love is coming from this Phoenix side of the ball. So if I had to rank them in order, as far as the value plays, I think Aaron Baines on DK is by far the best value play on this team at 3K. If he ends up, I want to see that he's starting. That's the number one thing. Make sure that we know he's starting. I'm not expecting him to come out there and play 30 minutes or anything like that, but 24, 25 minutes, he can easily pay off that 3K salary. Um, so he'd definitely be my favorite value play. Then I'd follow, probably follow that up with a little Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, and Dario Saric like that. Um, last game of the night should be the juiciest game of the night. Boy, really fun actual basketball game to watch. Looking forward to this one. We have the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to L.A. to take on LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Lakers. So, uh, we do have a game total. We do have a spread. It's a 223.5 game total. Lakers being favored by two in this one with their defense. So uh, might as well be a pick em. These are two of the best teams in the league. You know, get your popcorn ready. This is going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, a little bit of LeBron James and Anthony Davis action. And, you know, while the game total is lower than a lot of the other ones that we talked about, while we know both teams play amazing defense, I think we, I think we have to play. We have to consider some of these Milwaukee Buck guys, um, and and mostly because we know that the Bucks generally just crush people by like thirty points on every given night. That a lot of their stats and a lot of their numbers, when we look at them, they're playing in limited minutes. You know, Giannis is playing, uh, you know, thirty-one or twenty-seven minutes, twenty-eight minutes on most nights. You know, on the nights where you see him play thirty-five, like against Charlotte, what did he do? He put up seventy-seven and a half TK points. So uh, a night against Toronto where he played thirty-eight in a tough matchup, he put up sixty-one. So those are the games I want to target these guys in because I know that the extra, you know, few minutes in these tough matchups mean a lot for a guy like Giannis. So, you know, Philly, he played 35 minutes, put up 72 and a half DK points. And then you look at a guy like, you know, Washington, a team that you know that they're they're going to roll right over. He only needs to play 25, put up 42, 42 DK points. So, you know, if he does play that 35, he's going to absolutely crush and put up 60 something, 70 something. But you really need to feel confident in knowing that these guys are going to be playing 30 plus minutes before targeting them. 
in, in cash or GPP. So I think this is one of those games that we could look at them. Will I end up getting Giannis? I don't know. I've already talked about Bradley Beal. I already talked about Trey Young. I talked about four or five of these centers. So I'm going to kind of have to see how my lineups construct. And if I could get to him, I would love to. I think that he's a great play. But I know I could get to Chris Middleton. So that's the guy I do want to talk about. It's kind of the same scenario as Giannis. When we know that Middleton's going to be playing 40-something minutes, 30-something minutes, uh, you know, we, we generally see his uptick rise. He's only 6,600 over there on FanDuel, 6,800 on DK. Uh, great option. I like him a little bit more on DK just because that's small forward eligibility. But we have so much roster fluctuation over there on DK where it's not really a concern of mine anyway. But he'd probably be my my top option if I'm looking at anybody. I think Brook Lopez is very much in play, going against his former team, knowing that the Lakers roll out, uh, you know, three big lineups with Anthony Davis, Javale McGee, Dwight Howard. Uh, we should see a fair amount of Brook Lopez play, and it's a way that the you know the Bucks could take advantage of that front court is if they spread out these guys, make them you know pull Javale McGee and pull Dwight Howard away from the basket, make them chase Brook Lopez out to the three point line, uh, and that gives Giannis some serious attacking room in the paint. So. Uh, that's the approach I think they're going to take. I would take. I'm not a head coach, though, so we shall see. Uh, but that's the route I'm going. Those would be my two favorite plays, and I'm not going to knock you if you want to play Giannis. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, over there on the Lakers side of the ball, it, it's it's simple for me. It's I'm it's you know Anthony Davis, LeBron James, both those guys are in play. Um, I don't think I'll be playing too much LeBron. Uh, I could see myself playing Davis. That's it. That's how it goes. It is what it is. It's just, like I said, to heard me talk about so many other expensive guys that I have to draw the line somewhere. That is where I'm drawing the line. Uh, I just, you know, good luck. I mean, it's Bron James. I get it, but Giannis is a freak. This is going to be two tough defensive matchups for both of them. I'm super excited for this game. I don't know how you can't be. Like I said, get your popcorn ready. Uh, you know, call the buddies. Tell them to come over. Get the 12-pack. It's going to get lit. It's going to be a fun game. All right, so that is all I had for you guys uh, for this massive 10-game card. Broke it down solo, tried to breeze through it so you guys didn't get too bored hearing my voice for so long. I know my coffee cup is running low, so let me take a look. Yep, I'm going to need more of that, so I'm going to get out of here, guys. Uh, you know, with this weekend, I know that over here at Hoopball, we're going to be trying to get back to those weekend shows. But if you if you are looking for something, you can always follow us and, uh, you know, go listen to us over at DFS Coach Talk. I know you guys probably miss Coach a little bit over here. Uh, kind of got his own thing going over there. Part of, you know, I'm glad to be a part of that and Hoopball. I kind of bounce around. I like contributing to multiple places. But if you're looking for some weekend action, you can check us out over at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, you know, just another quick shout out. And if you guys could rate and review the podcast, thumbs up, five stars on iTunes and all over the place. We That means a lot to us we really do appreciate it. it allows us to continue bringing this content in front of the paywall for free uh and i know that's what a lot of people want you, you just want to be able to listen to a nice podcast who doesn't like to hear my voice coming through your your car speakers in the morning on your way to work when you barely have any coffee going through yet that's got to be obnoxious i do apologize about that guys but uh hopefully i'm, I'm providing enough information where we could take down a couple of these gpps so again thank you for listening uh we'll be back on monday uh, I believe it's going to be a Miles and Andy show. Love listening to those guys. They absolutely crush it. So uh, thanks for listening. Let's go out there. Let's crush this slate. And good luck, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.